Well, welcome back to another re-education experience podcast with me, your host, as always, Darren Langill. Like it or not, I am the host. Uh, today, again, I brought on an incredible guest onto the show. He's an award-winning realtor. He's a Canadian, which actually I first didn't know, like I just told him off of script. Uh, he works for a brokerage called The Agency out in Toronto, and I think they're very proud about that brand. It's been a brand I've followed for many years with my friends down in California, and they're doing great things over there. Like myself, but better, he runs an incredible uh, podcast called uh, Over Ask, and it's sponsored by and connected with the broke agent. So I think we'll dig into that a little bit about how that came together. But he loves content. He loves creating. He's that kind of guy that you just like can't help but follow, listen to, laugh, and kind of wish you said it. <laughs> because a lot of the time, us as realtors, we have these thoughts, but we think we have to stay in our little boxes. But Matt, for some reason, has shaken that off completely. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen. So how do you pronounce your last name, Matt? Leonetti. Leonetti. That's what a I figured. A lot of people think but... it's Leonetti. Ah, see, there we go. Yeah, so go. not Lionetti, Leonetti. And I first came across you back when you released the uh, Drake piece. And okay. somehow that's that ended up in my feed. And if you're a realtor listening, which you should only be a realtor listening <laughs> to this podcast, um, you uh, you might have seen it. And I'm sure, I mean, on that path. Yeah, I think there's been a couple stepping stone videos for me that really have kind of launched me into to the next level but that was definitely one of them my first one i think that really got a lot of attention was a freddie mercury one i did uh, i was near the beginning of all this i started doing these videos about two years ago now year and a half two years ago but the drake one i wanted to do a video it started completely different i was just going to do like a why you should move to toronto video right. and then i was like that is so boring like no one's gonna give a shit so i was like okay i'm gonna like bring toronto into this but i want to make it global and i was like what's something that's connected to canada and toronto but everyone knows and i, I fell on drake everyone knows and loves drake in my mind so i thought it'd be funny i was at one of our, our big listings uh one of our five million dollar listings out in uh toronto and i was like you know i'm just gonna ask drake to be his real estate agent and the goal obviously would have been awesome if he i wanted him to like repost it or something that was like the the goal but the real goal was to get this like whole campaign going and getting people to share this video and like tag drake and just this pretty much fake campaign of like trying to get drake to be my realtor and that's what happened there's like 600 comments of people Whoa. tagging drake and I still get asked like, oh, you know, has Drake contacted you yet? And it's just like a cool thing. That's a little ongoing thing. And it, it's an icebreaker. It's fun for the agents. It's fun for my clients. Um, and it's just something everyone can kind of connect to. So yeah, definitely that launched me to a kind of next, next yeah, level. I had, one of my questions, Matt, was like, obviously I was scrolling through your history and we all have our, our progression through our like Instagram feeds and, and we all look back at the stuff we do originally. And again, for a while there, it looked like other than probably being in your inner circle or amongst your clients, you were kind of posting stuff like what all of us post, right? The typical agent property stuff, property shit, and then something flicked and you went like all personality and, and did that start during COVID here? Like you mentioned 18 months or so, was that kind of like you had time on your hands and it was time to tweak or did you just, what happened there? Yeah, it started a bit before 
COVID, but I definitely doubled down over because all I could really do to market myself for a while there. But um, I was always on teams. I was always on teams and I couldn't, you know, I have to follow their guidelines and what they want to do. And rightfully so. It's their team. It's their brand. They need to make sure they're running it the way they want to run it. Um, and I was always told like, I've had these ideas since I got into the business. I thought it'd be funny to like do these funny kind of commercials. And everyone was always like, yeah, but you know, no one's going to take you seriously. You can't run a business that way. And I just kind of always, you know, shelved it. And then when I went on, when I went solo, I finally decided, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try something. So I did this video for a really shitty listing I had. It was like a real piece of shit. It had like mold everywhere and like all the appliances were like, it was terrible. The roof was caving in, in the fucking attic. It was just like a nightmare. So um, I was like, I need to market this in some way. So I did this like video. It's called the shut the front door video where I keep like almost swearing in the video. Um, So I'd be like, Hey, this is my listing. Uh, If you don't like it, you can, and then it would like, I would say you can shut the, and then I would, cut the scene and go front door. And it would sound like I was almost swearing. And then that listing sold in like seven or eight hours. Um, and it sold over asking, I got three offers and two of them were from the video because like they called me in the morning. They're like, we just saw your video. It's hilarious. We're going to book a showing. And two of those people actually came forward with an offer. So once that happened, I was like, okay, there's something here. It's not just like a joke. People actually, and it was more at the time I had like 800 followers, 900 followers, and it was the most views and engagement I had ever gotten. So I was like, okay, this, you know, maybe let's explore this a bit more. And then I was doing it kind of just testing out the waters, trial and error, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't. And then COVID hit and I really doubled down on it. And I was like, I'm going to make this a big part of my business. And that's what it is now. Yeah. Amazing. So, you I mean, you've seen, by opening the door to this, um, not shutting the front door, you've, uh, you've opened this idea of like, okay, I can let myself out. I can shake some of the, the standard, I guess, thoughts about what realtors are supposed to be, but you've also turned it into like real revenue. Is that fair to say? Yeah, for sure. And like in the beginning, there's people like, oh, you're, you're giving us a bad name and you shouldn't be doing this. And I was like, I hate to break it to you fucking guys, but we didn't have a good name to begin with. So, I mean, I've never heard a large group of people say they love real estate agents. You know, it doesn't really happen. So, I mean, that's up to us. I mean, there's a lot of amazing people in this industry, but there's people who we all see in all our markets and we go, you're the reason why everyone hates us, you know? So there's a, there's really a small group of people that really suck at their job. And that's what always, you know, everyone shines a light on that. So we don't have a great rep to begin with. So it's just, yeah. And when I got into the business, I got into the business because I thought I had a good personality. And then as soon as I got in, I lost all my personality. Right. So I was like, you know, I just was trying to be something else. I was trying to be, I saw all these other people in the office who were successful and I was trying to mimic that and it wasn't working. I was saying the exact same scripts, doing the same thing and it wasn't working because it wasn't me. So it took me a couple of years to realize that. And yeah, now it's, you know, it's really, I'm really starting to see um, things pay off now from the videos I've done since the start. So like people are really coming out of the woodwork now with that. And I was saying this yes a couple of days ago on an Instagram live, like my Freddie Mercury video I did, I spent $500 on that video 
And from that video alone made me like 47 or $48,000. So it's not a, it's not a huge number in commission, but when you look at what I invested in that one video and directly what that made me from that video, you know, I started thinking there's really something here with, with, with uh, video marketing. We can't, we, I mean, I, I try to coach. So, I mean, I run a brokerage of 83 agents, Matt, and uh, I mean, I've been part of the Tom Ferry ecosystem and all that stuff. And man, he's been preaching this for so long and it's crazy after so long, how many people haven't adopted any portion of it, even if it is just like what you and I are doing right now, like talking to each other face to face, they're mm -hmm. scared to do that because they're worried about how they're perceived or how their hair or their makeup is. But yeah. uh, I mean, you had Glenda Baker recently on your podcast, I think yeah. she was, she's a friend of mine from back in those days. And it's incredible to see what a, a lady that's in her, the back half of her career, she would say, right. She's done it all mm -hmm. and how much she's crushing it on the most new age platforms. She kills right? it. Yeah. Yep. And so like everybody in between from being like the pinnacle luxury agent for years to a brand new agent should be like, this is for me uh, or else I'm going to just get overlooked. Right. For sure. I think like if you're, unless you have like an incredible referral business, you've been in the business for 20 years, then that's fine. You can continue on doing that. But if you're just getting in the business, I, I don't think there's any other way. I think you need to implement amongst other things, video marketing. Like you need to have that as part of your lead gen. You have to have that social presence and credibility because so many people are going online. Most people are going online, either Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, to look for all their services now. So for sure. How did, so this obviously putting yourself out there, showing off. So were you always a funny guy? Like, is this just in your nature? Were you always that guy in class that people would look to? Or you, or did this just, is it, was it this crazy industry that is supposed to be so by the book, it seems, that's finally push you to say, screw that. Let me, yeah. let me have my personality out. Right. Cause this business can drive us nuts. So yeah. Well, I, I always say, if you ask my wife, I'm not funny at all, but um, yeah, it was, I've always been a fan of comedy. I was kind of the class clown growing up, that kind of thing. Um, I've just enjoyed, I just enjoy making people laugh and feel good. And that was a big part of my personality with my friends. And like, like I was saying before, I got in because I thought I had a good personality. I thought people would like me and then I lost that. So then I was starting to think, why do, why do the people who like me, like me? What do I do with them that make them like me? And I, you know, I tell jokes and I'm, I'm lighthearted and, you know, I just like to have fun. So when I brought that back, it was crazy to see. I didn't know how anyone was going to take it. It could have destroyed my entire career. You know, you never know. Cause and like it gets, you can see, like you were saying, you went back on my page. It was pretty much just generic content. Then it changes to like the funny thing, but it's not very um, edgy or anything. And then you can see me testing the waters. So I would start swearing and I'd bleep out the swear words. And then I was like, well, well why am I bleeping out the swear words? So I'll just keep the swear words on. And it, you can see it kind of get edgier and see how far it could go. Um, but yeah. That's just kind of what's the, I mean, what's the lesson that you've put forth when agents are now, I mean, agents are following you like crazy, right? You've, you've really risen 
I mean, to me, it looks quite fast, right? You've gone, like you said, eight or 900 followers, like probably the average agent out there trying to be the average agent. And then now you're up into, I don't know, 30,000 plus, it seems. And of course, a great agent following like guys like myself that just get to say, hey, man, he's bringing a fresh look. I mean, what, what, what are you passing on from your little experience from your, you know, from your experience? I mean, not everybody's the funny guy, um, but, but how do they, how do they pull it out? How do they get over themselves? Yeah. It's not, it's really not about being that a lot of people ask me, they're like, I want to create good content, but I'm not funny. I'm like, you don't have to be funny. You have to be yourself. And it sounds so phony now because it's so overused that, but you have to, like I just said, figure out why people like you and bring that to the forefront. Video is the best way for people to call you and feel like they know you because way easier to call someone that they feel like they know. And that's what video does. It opens up doors and that's, I get people messaging me, Hey, you know, we want you to come price our house. We just really like your style. We don't think you're going to bullshit us and try and upsell us and and stuff like that. They know how I am. You can, you can really, give people everything on the screen if you're yourself and share your hobbies, your passions. So I think that's a big part of it. I think you can really, you have such a great, um, it's, it's so easy to relate with people. So if you always use the horseback riding reference, I always use broke agent always makes fun of me. But I'm <laughs> saying like, if you like horseback riding, show that because I'm sure there's other people who like horseback riding so if you're up in a listing appointment against me, you, and some other person, that person, if that person at the listing appointment is horse is a horseback rider, they're going to automatically gravitate towards the other person who likes horseback riding way more, no matter how many sales we have, That's right. that shit doesn't matter to people anymore. I found less and less. I don't even know the last time anyone's asked me my volume or the number of houses I've sold. They lit I don't they literally message me on Instagram. I I haven't competed with someone in like a year and a half. Right. Like they just call me because they want to work with me. That, that's just kind of it. I, yeah, I, I mean it comes back to that trust. And it's like if you're this guy that seems polished and always has that whatever three-piece suit, and that might be you, but the reality is most people that's not them, right? They're they're playing a part, right? And I love that. It's like the come list me call that everybody looks for, right? Um, that, that you're getting because you're just being authentically you. And again, looking at your stuff right now, I'm like, yeah, you did the, the Drake production, right? You'll probably do a produce videos fully when it comes to your, your listing presentation, your listing videos. And then yeah. every once in a while, you'll drop something that you come up with. But most of the stuff, like all of us can pull off with this, right? That's, like with yeah. your phones and, and that's what's driving the interest to you, to people uh, like giving you continued business, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the it's always quality. It's always the content over quality. I mean, you can spend ten thousand dollars on a video if your content isn't good. No one's gonna watch it. Does it? I film. Yeah, probably sixty, seventy percent on my iPhone of of that content. And yeah, I mean that selfie style video is super in. That's the most relatable style of video. That is like in your face, looking directly at the camera, feels like you're talking to that person. Yeah. I mean, that's to I, me, wow. that's how you do it. I love it. I, t- I mean, I tell the ag- my agents too. 
the big corporations are trying to get down to the raw selfie style, right? The shaky cam, the, the almost looks like it was filmed, you know, by your neighbor, right? I mean, like it's, they've, they've pulled back to something a uh, little bit more real and raw. So it's like, totally. let's follow suit. They've opened full the commercials, door. full yeah. commercials with iPhones now selfie mode. Like, and that's, awesome. you know, it's, yeah, that's, I think that's the way that rawness is what's working now. People can see through the bullshit these days you know it's not all about like i was just saying it's not all about your sales volume and the number of houses you're selling which is great those are great accolades to have in your listing appointment but they're gonna see through your bullshit if you're just like a shitty person you know what the guy that's calling you probably if you're not the number one in your market gives no shits about your volume right the guy that's getting that phone call is getting it from those folks that care about that level of production and everybody yeah. else, it's back down to personality fits and uh, competence and confidence, right? For sure. And then the the social stuff, I mean, I think it's super important to to gain that social credibility because people are seeing, like you said, there's like whatever, almost 30,000 followers on my page in my market that no one else really has that. Right. So when I go into a listing appointment, if I were to compete with someone, I can say, you know, they're going to go, oh, we'll put you on Zillow, all this shit. I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to, as soon as I leave, right. you know, coming soon to 30,000 followers, as soon as I walk out your door. For sure. So, and then they see the the video engagement and they see the views. You can't hide behind that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's either there or it's not. So yeah, that's it's right. funny and it's it's silly and he's swearing and sometimes people get offended by it, but there's views on it and the more views you get on something the you know the easier it is to sell and that's what my sellers are seeing and that's most of the people i i get calling me are sellers because they want some sort of video marketing to go along with with their house when it's for sale i mean that's the only thing that feeds the algorithm too right it's the shares right it's those saves like when i see your shit and i'm like oh i'm busy i can't watch it i'll save it guess what that's just a huge plug for you and the algorithm to feed it to more people right or if i share this to my agents and it's like boom they love that so it's like you need some engagement you can't be just pure vanilla right yeah 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 exactly this must have translated now. I mean, again, this is a great segue. You're you're at an event there October 7th in Boston with Ryan Sirhan, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's uh, I mean, another you're now you're being brought up on stages and podcasts and other stuff all around to talk about your story and your journey, I'm assuming. But Ryan's another great example of how viewership and engagement is driving more sales, right? And again, he's doing it the best in the business. But isn't it surreal that now you're there sitting beside him and playing that same, I guess, influencer game. And, and that was 18 months ago, something that you probably had nothing, no thoughts of that. Yeah. Um, so he's the reason I got into the business. Um, I was watching him on Million Dollar Listing. So it's crazy to think that now that I'm going to be speaking at the same event with him. Um, also got to speak virtually with uh, Gary V and Tom Ferry, things like that. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I did know I would be way back. I, as soon as I got in the business, I said, I want to, I want to bring a new look to this business. I want to, you know, in as, even if it's the littlest tick of change, I want to bring some sort of change to this business. I knew that as soon as I got in, 
took me a while to figure out how I was going to do it. But um, yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big uh, journal guy. I've been writing this down for years. Right. So love it. uh, So you just manifested it, man. There's so many stories about that. Probably everybody, when you sit behind the scenes with some of those other, you know, high producer types that have made something of some version of success, right? Everybody's got it differently. How many come back to that manifestation and just keep it front and center? I love it. And I love it because the funny guy, the guy that's crushing it and running Drake parodies will sit back and not be scared to hit the journal, uh, which again, you would the, the typical guy or gal on the street wouldn't assume that, right? But it is part of your practice. I love it, man. For sure. Yeah, it's very important to me as well not to pigeonhole myself. I do want to be the, you know, I love creating the content, being funny, but, you know, I'm always trying to get better at the content, figure out, okay, can I implement this? And just kind of, it's all trial and error with with your content. You know, put put stuff out, test it out in your stories. Like, right. you know, if you have a new idea, test it out, see how people engage with it. And then that's what uh, that rant video you just posted, those rants started as stories. Wow. You know, they're not as annoying. They're not on the main feed. You can just skip past it if you don't like it, but they were getting great engagement. So I did three of those on my story over a couple months. They got great engagement. So I, I brought that to my feed. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is something people like to see. So now I have some more stuff that's, it's going to be some more like kind of informative video, still in my style, funny, but it's going to be more, you know, um stats three ways to sell your home that kind of shit in my style still so i'm going to test that out in the stories see how that works and then uh bring it to the feed if it works and not everything's going to work but um yeah i love i love that little tip right so if you're uncomfortable with something you're just wanting to play a little just throw it out there and it's gone in 24 hours right and exactly it's safe it's safe and I, i mean are you have you put anybody off with any of this stuff like a nut like from a client perspective have you ever had like the or is it just like that group of people that would have never hired you anyways, weren't going to call you. So what the hell, it doesn't matter. Is that kind of what's happened? It's just been all positive from a, from a client perception. I'm almost, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll get some, uh, some hate, not as much hate as I thought I would have like the, the agents in our, like all over are just awesome for the most part. Like everyone just is so, so nice about the content. They enjoy it. Um, like I said, there's some people who just can't see the humor in it, right. um, and that I'm joking and some just think it's offensive and rude or whatever. Sure. Um, but no, yeah, I've, I, th- my first couple of years, I was chasing people who were never going to work with me. Right. And if they did by chance work with me, I hated working with them. Mm. So this is a way for me to niche down. Those people aren't even going to contact me anymore. And then the people who are more like-minded are going to contact me. It's going to make my job more enjoyable as a whole, because I love marketing this way. And I love the people who, who, you know, are gravitating towards me as well. Man, I love it. I love it from the video perspective and just trying not to like follow what every other agents do and copycat it. And it's, but that also translates to every style of way to create business, right? So if, if you're worried about taking listings all over your city, right? If you're running around all over Toronto and not just, I think, focused on the Durham County area, or I don't know if it's called County, you'd lose your shit, right? But like agents that like hunker down to some niche, whether it's your style on video or your local area, you slow down a minute to speed up. And I, and I love that you're doing that. Yeah, the, as soon as I niche down on the marketing, my business got broader. And that's what everyone needs to realize. If you are 
have broad marketing. It's just falling in a pool like everyone else. Honestly, half the shit I see, I don't even know. Just all looks like the same agent. The same agent might as well post it because it just looks the exact same. Brokerage branded market updates and all this bullshit that no one cares about. No one's reading. And they're saying, oh yeah, but I want, you know, when people come to my page, it's going to look really professional. Well, no one's fucking coming to the page because it's so boring. Yeah. I, half the people who are saying these statistics don't even know what they mean. They're, they're talking about these stats, these market stats. And if you ask them one question about it, I'm sure they have no idea what's going on. They're just reading from a page. Totally. And, um, you know, that's just, there's ways to do the old school style of like statistics, three ways to sell your home. Like that stuff still works. Why move to Toronto, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why move to Toronto? Why move? Yeah. But you need to bring some personality into it. There needs to be a reason for someone to stop and actually watch because you posting, you know, a huge chart of numbers when people are on Instagram, you know, who's stopping to look and zoom in on these, you know, no one's, no one's doing that anymore. They're not going to Instagram to, for that, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, I, I, I share this often to my, my body of agents is it's like, I, I create that shit just like agency. They create a lot of stuff for you guys. Yeah. We create a lot of stuff and I'm like, don't just click share, please. Right. If you share it, use the word story to your advantage. Tell them a reason why this context, like put some context to it, mm -hmm. why you should matter. Why does this content matter in your voice or else it is, it's just noise. It's just feed. It's just full and feed and you're probably pushing more people away. It's all about the story and people I think will be shocked on how interested other people are in their personal story. So before I started doing these funny videos, I was really trying to find, I knew, you know, I wanted to do something on social. I was really trying to find my lane. And I started doing this like more inspirational type yeah. shit where I would just like post a picture of myself and tell a story. I mean, my story, most people know now, like I, when I got in the industry, I had $700 in the bank, $900 phone bill. That's my whole thing data charges really messed me up you know so i had no money and i was posting those right before this um the the comedy stuff and those were getting awesome engagement i was surprised how how many people were just interested in knowing my story because yeah. you know people think oh it's just me who's gonna want to hear about it people want to hear about it so the people that care and the people that are gonna call right so and then somehow, how did the broke agent transition? So I mean, where did that come in? Now, I ask this because again, agents, it's hard enough to get agents to focus like we just talked about. Yeah. And then I know even in my position, I go and create this, this podcast or I'm running the brokerage and I worry that my own clients start to say, oh, Darren's too busy or Darren's distracted. You know, here's the over ask and it's become a big part of your thing. Um, but some people would say, well, maybe they're, he's maybe Matt's too busy for me now, right? He's doing other things. And can you speak to that at all as, as far as following your passion? And I'd love to hear a little bit about the transition to over ask and how that came about because it's obviously working for you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's up to you. Like, cause from an outside looking in perspective, it could look like some people are just too busy, but I think that's up to us to, you know, make them feel important make them remember that we're not too busy dm email call them up like stuff like that you still got to do that yeah 
like everyone sees the the video instagram stuff i do other things as well right there, there's a lot in the follow-up and stuff like that i'm constantly on like most of my business does come from instagram so i'm constantly in dms saying like oh you know if you ever need questions anything like that like i'm always dming people i think it's less formal i think people are more you know for me in my experience they're just more likely to open up a little bit you know next to email it's a little more formal maybe they won't kind of open up and, and tell me their scenario as much isn't it like but, the holy grail right like it's database marketing and how, how long you been in the business matt five years yeah i mean database marketing used to be all about the email list right which which is still very powerful it's got its place right anybody yeah. would tell you that but if you land them in the holy grail which is your social circle and they get to watch you passively and enjoy you you got them or you got them yeah. for good yeah for sure so yeah, there's a lot of stuff I'm doing. So I think that's just up to me to make people know I'm not too busy for them. You know, I still do real estate full time. This is just part of my business. And then the broke agent stuff, um, he kind of started the real estate humor like mm -hmm. six, seven years ago now. So when I started doing my thing, he saw me, we were, we were uh, messaging each other back and forth. He shared some of my things. Then we just kind of became friends uh, over DM and always said, you know, like, I think we'd be a really good pair to do something. We want to try something. And then we came up with the podcast and then initially it started as just me. Um, it was, you know, it was presented by the broke agent and I was the host and I was interviewing all the big real estate celebrities. And then Eric came on, the broke agent uh, came on a couple episodes and we just found that we had like awesome chemistry together. So then we just were co-hosts now. And yeah, it's, it's doing really well. We broke the top 20 in our, uh, in the marketing and business charts in uh, nice. North America, stuff like that. And we've had some amazing guests. And like you said, this kind of thing, it doesn't even feel like you're creating content right now. We're just having conversation, but it's, you know, I did a, uh, I interviewed Maya Vander from Selling Sunset and that got me a listing appointment. I posted right. a clip. Someone said, I love that show. I can't believe you know Maya Vander. What, you know, listing appointment for 1.1 million because I talked to someone. And it's, and it's so funny too. It's because, I mean, to talk to somebody, what did I do? I sent you a message. I said, would you like to be on? And you said, yes. Right. Just how many people don't even ever ask, right. For that one option, or they see that one client that could be walking them by and they never just ask. No, and it's yeah. like so crazy that us as agents sit back and just let opportunities pass us by. Cause we're scared to just ask a question, put yourself out there. The worst they're going to say is no. I know you've heard that a thousand times, but that's literally the worst that's going to happen. Yep. And I say yes to everything. And I will always, ever since our second guest was Ryan Serhant and we had kind of, you know, he know we know him kind of leading up to this, but when we wanted to have, we had Jordan Cohen as our first guest, he's the number one Remax agent in the world. And Ryan Serhant as our second guest, those were the first two guests we wanted to have. We figured if we got them, we could leverage the whole podcast with that. I mean, how can someone say no to being a guest once Ryan Serhant's on? He's pretty much the biggest you can get in our field. Yeah. So, and the, those two are first on your uh, website still, right? When you go to the yeah. overpass, right? So it's like, again, 
you're leveraging that and you will forever. No different than your Drake video, right? You can continue to leverage this one-time created piece for yep. so long and agents totally. forget about that time investment or maybe mind investment to just come up with the cool, you know, uh, video concept. But I'm still leveraging luxury property videos that I knocked off of Tim Smith back in 2014. And even my agent body is still using those videos as reference pieces to getting business today. And it's, you know, 2021 and guys like Brad McCallum are crushing it and outdoing Tim. Yeah, and I love everything Brad. Else. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I know that you can repurpose content, you know, just because you, you post it once doesn't mean like I've, I have videos that some of my followers, like I said, I started with 800 followers. Some of those beginning videos I really like, I could repurpose those and probably get a whole new audience that had never even seen that video. Right. You're, you're constantly growing and people aren't always going back and looking at the things you did before. So if you have a great piece, repurpose that. I would say if you are repurposing content on different platforms, I would reformat it as well because that's going to give you the most engagement. So if you're, you know, have a YouTube video that you want to put on Instagram, take the time to make that a vertical video and reformat it because it's going to do better uh, on the algorithm. How often are you, is Instagram your main platform, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. By far my main. Um, I've been saying I want to do some sort of vlog on YouTube. It's just, I'm very uh, particular. I don't start something until I know I'm going to be able to do it to its full potential. I know a lot of people say like, you know, 80% is better than nothing, but I'm particular and I just need at least at very least, I don't care if it's perfect at first, but I need to know that I'll be able to commit to it. Right. You know, because it's all about consistency. This is all about consistency. A vlog's a heck of a lot of uh, commitment too. Exactly. Right. I mean, anybody that's attempted it, I mean, you need a team like Ryan has, right? Um, really, I mean, you don't need need, but the reality is to to pull it off where people are excited to watch what fifteen minute clip of you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not an easy thing to pull, right? No. So don't start there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Fair so. enough. What are some of the biggest surprises that you've had from the Over Ask podcast? Maybe from in terms of like what you've learned, um, you could pass along, or maybe just like holy shit, that actually worked. That strategy so-and-so told us actually work. Anything that come to mind when I say that? Yeah, it's the, the podcast is incredible because you're creating content and you're learning. You're learning from people who you look up to, are crushing it in the business, you know, whoever you want to learn from. So you can pull a nugget from really any real estate agent. Like everyone does things a little different. Um, Jordan Cohen, our first guest had a lot of awesome, um, like one liners in his, uh, listing presentation that I bring. Oh, yeah. It's all about language. And I found that out. Um, that's why I've taken the, the Sirhant courses. I've done those. And, um, the biggest thing I've taken away from a lot of these, like big, big producers is literally just listening to how they speak, mm. you know, how they just put together a sentence and they never back themselves into a corner. Right. They all, they're always in control of what they're saying. It's, it's really neat. I've also learned that it's a skill. Interviewing someone is a skill right. and it, you know, you get better as you go. Like when I started doing it, it was, I had like, I couldn't even really look at the screen. 
like right. at all times I was just like looking at my computer, like it was really hard. Now I don't even write down questions. I just try and flow and do, you know, make it a little more natural, but it's a skill and it's hard. And like the first couple aren't going to be, I mean, it was, <laughs> we had Jordan Cohen and Ryan Seren as our first, so we had to make it pretty good. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been neat to see how everyone kind of conducts their business a little different. We've had Mauricio, uh, owner of the agency, oh, yeah. Mauricio Umansky. So real, like really, you know, almost like the heaviest hitters you could have we've right. had on type deal. And it's just, like I said, to create a piece of content that's going to help me in so many different ways, just by posting a piece of content, by learning something new, by... Um, getting better at talking to someone because that I can translate into talking to clients and just makes, it's made me feel way more comfortable, especially with clients. I'm like, I just fucking talk to Sirhan. I can talk to you. That's you right. know? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That confidence is something else. Right. And I mean, uh, I, I, one thing I learned from one of my mentors years ago, uh, do you know, Sharon, Sharon Shavasta? Uh, he used to run Telus properties and sold it off to Douglas Elman. Again, he was in the Tom Ferry world oh, for a while. Nice. Um, but the, you mentioned language and a big part of their 10-step uh, listing presentation they used to have at Telus was not about the 10 slides, but it was all about that in-between, the gap. And it was, a, it was the transition language that he controlled to take you from point A to point B like a boss. Right. And it was those little subtle transitions that made the listing presentation, not the feature and benefit dump, right. That we all yeah. do, or this like stack the cool effort, but it was these smooth transitions that is led by the confident realtor that almost makes your like goosebumps, right. That's the shit that like, you know, once you land on that and your true intention and you guide that conversation, that's, you're right. That's what the pros do. Right. It's just, and it's, it's so simple. Because, you know, when you're in a listing presentation and you're saying, you know, maybe their house isn't worth as much as the one that's sold down the street. And you can say, you know, that one had better upgrades. And then they can, by saying that, you could open up a whole, well, what do you mean? What do you mean this? What do you mean? Or you can say, you know, this one had quartz countertops, hardwood floors. It was fully painted and it has all new appliances and it's just you know it's a it, it just has more upgrades and for for that reason it's worth more you'd agree with that right right and just saying things like that stops people in their place you know so, and they go yeah right you know because yeah. they don't have the, the chance it's way more open-ended with that that house had more upgrades so it's worth right. more they vote well, what do you mean you know so it's just like little subtle couple more words in your sentence and you can take it to a whole new level and don't be scared to like put the control into your language where you you've taken control rather than just relinquished it in the combo yeah and then you open the door to failure or you open the door to saying oh they they got i've got them right i'm gonna pull them along right they want to be led clients want to be led right For even sure. the most like extroverted type a they still kind of want to be led like they if they're gonna follow somebody hire somebody they better have confidence in them yeah. And um, actually, I learned a lot now that I'm thinking of some of the other. Do you know Jason Banab? He's he uh, brought the agency to Toronto. He's in Victoria. I've He's, heard of Jason. Yeah. yeah. The way he goes into a listing appointment, he knows like he reads all this stuff about like 
okay, that, you know, he looks, he asks certain questions just to figure out who is in charge in the house. Oh, yeah. So he'll go with a, with a wife and a husband, he'll say, can I have a glass of water? Whoever gets that glass of water, the other one's in charge, you know? Oh, yeah. So if, the, you know, the guy wears a pinky ring, it means something like he is like dialed in. Behavioral uh, analysis stuff. I love it. Yeah. And he's, he's super dialed in. It's really in, in, interesting to see how he uh, conducts his appointments because it really seems like there'd be no choice other than him. Right. That's how he leaves it. So yeah, he crushes it out there. Yeah. You notice like from all the people you've spoken to and the people you connect with now, and of course the rise of all of these like clubhouses and connection type of platforms, any major differences between us crazy Canadians and those and our friends south of the border that you've noticed that has kind of come to the forefront? I mean, <laughs> are I we really know. nicer or, you know, anything that you've noticed? I don't think we're nicer. I mean, I think Glenda Baker is like the nicest person of all time. Of so. course. Yeah. It might be, I always, I told her on our show that she reminds me of uh, Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side. Oh, yeah. She like exactly reminds me of, of uh, that character. But I don't know. I think that's what's so, so cool about the business. And I think that's why a lot of my content works and resonates with people um, because a lot of it around the world is relatable. Totally. A shitty client is relatable to everybody. You know, so I think that's what's so cool about this industry. Um, I'm also good friends with Dan O'Neill. He kills it out in Long Island. He's a young guy, 26. He's got one of the top teams in Long Island. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, I think really it's more price point. I mean, where I am, you know, you can't get anything for really under 600 grand. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some Asians in Florida and, places like that who are selling stuff for two, 300,000 and they're beautiful properties. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the volume <laughs> in some of the U S markets that you have to do to earn a living is insane. You ha- yeah. yeah, exactly. You have to do that volume or you're not. Whereas in Toronto, you, you know, 10 deals and you're doing like okay. 20 million, 25 yeah. million in sales. <laughs> yeah. What are you working on in your business right now? What is the thing you are trying to improve right now? Um, I'm, I'm really going full force into the content, but like I said, I'm trying to figure out different ways, um, just to bring new, fresh content. I'm always looking to, you know, people like Ryan and a bunch of different agents trying to fit Glenda, um, how I can just make it better, how I can make the experience better for my clients and how I can have a better conversion from social. Right. Because I've got the engagement. I've got the views now. And I always say that too, with, with social, it's like, you know, I'll post a video or a reel, it'll get 20, 30, 40, 50, 60,000 views in a day or two. And then, I, you know, go knock on 50,000 doors and tell me how long it takes. Right. Yeah. And, and or even speak, be in front of 60,000 people. Like that's, even if they're not watching it, you still got in front of them. And that's what people don't understand, even though maybe an impression, they're not actually watching it, but you got in front of them. And if you get in front of them enough, Right. They're eventually going to say, well, f- I got to watch this now. I keep seeing this guy, you know, well, that frequency, that ability to get back in front of them. It's, I mean, even if, yeah, that impression's tiny, but you can get back to them. Like, but you're not yep. door knocking all of Toronto every couple of days. No, 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 no. So yeah, I'm just really trying to like bring that in. And then I've been working on uh, really like getting into the higher end price range, which I've, I've finally done now. 
um, since joining the agency. They've really helped me again with like the language and how to speak to these, the higher end clients. It's just, it's a little tweak and uh, a lot of stuff open. So uh, Peter Torkin out here is my managing partner and he's really helped me with that. He's uh, he's been in the luxury ultra luxury market for, for years and years. So that's what I'm really just, and it's just like, I mean, yeah, you break through, right. We have some incredible stories where agents finally did that breakthrough moment, got in. And then, then you realize there's a few changes, but not that many. Right. And then you have the confidence to say, I did it and I can do it again. Um, and a lot of agents just need that breakthrough moment or just to be shadowing somebody. You probably had somebody that you really leaned to and maybe brought in on that first listing presentation. Is that, oh, yeah. or did you, yeah, I mean, it's so important that agents don't just think they have to do it themselves, reach out, find that person in your office, your CEO, your whatever, uh, and let them help kind of get you over the hump. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think every agent should start on a team because they don't teach you shit. And really, like, you don't know what the hell's going on when you get out here, of course. you know, yeah. you know, there's 45, 43,560 square feet in an acre. That's what you right. know. And you get, yeah. they, they give you that and you, they go, you know, have fun. So, um, they don't teach you anything about how to speak to a client, anything, how to actually door knocks, like scripts, stuff like that. So, uh, I think, yeah, finding a team, you can really leverage that team. You can leverage their sales numbers because obviously you don't have any sales when you start and then learn and gain that experience because at the end of the day, yeah, you're giving maybe up 50% of your commission, but 50% is better than, you know, a hundred percent of no deals. You should almost do it for free, right? You should almost full out intern. I was doing that. I was showing leases. I was showing leases for other people. I wasn't even getting paid. I just wanted to, as simple as finding a lockbox at a condo building. Right. There's 7,000 lockboxes. Like you need to get comfortable with those situations. 100%. Any, uh, any major regrets or screw ups in the last little bit that you lo- that we should share to say, hey, we're, Matt's doing it too? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, all the time I'll do like a video that doesn't, um, doesn't do as well as I wanted it to do. And stuff like that, or I won't, um, maybe follow up like I should with a client and which I hate because I follow up. I'm like, I love follow up and I'm really good at follow up. And if something slips through the cracks, Oh, I just can't stand that. So that, that happened. And, um, yeah, just, just little things like that. I mean, yeah, nothing huge. I bought a hot tub for someone. Oh, wow. For a client. So that, yeah, there's some shit the deal is going to go down. It was going to completely fold for a hot tub. So I said, I'll buy you the fucking hot tub. You know, so I don't really regret it because the deal ha- it came through, but I was like, shit, maybe there's something I could have done. Right. To, you know, proactively. We, right. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that. I'm all like, we're always learning. We're never at the top and just, of course. you know, so. With, with Toronto's market being so hot for so long, right? There's been how many perceived bubbles come your way over the last while that never tend to burst. But I know. But like, you guys must be getting those questions about like, well, it's this houses sell themselves, your commission reduction, that type of angle. I mean, have you, has that been pretty forefront on a lot of consumers in Toronto saying, yeah, these, these guys, I don't want to pay them X. 
right? I want to, I want that discount. Have you had a lot come your way in Toronto? And is there, I know it's a very competitive agent market, right? Treb is yeah. huge, right? Like so 70,000 agents. Yeah. Like <laughs> have, how have you handled that? Like if like you had actually, to come across that and save your commission and, and fight the commission compression. Yeah. I mean, I have certain things I say, I'm, I'm really not one to uh, like baby the client. They'll right. say, you know, well, you know, this person said they were going to do it for 1%. I'll say, okay, well, why'd you call me then? If you're so, if you're sold on that person, then go with that person. Right. I believe you need to go into um, appointments, uh, you know, with the mentality that you don't need this listing. You want to help these people and you want to get the listing, but if you don't get it, you're, you're fine. You're good to go. Like, you know, so, um, I try and go in with that mentality. Um, cause yeah, that question's asked almost all the time. Yeah. And like, it's very easy to say, you know, the house sells itself. Of course. Um, yeah, whatever I can do it by myself or I can get someone to do it 1% just as good. And they don't understand that you're paying for also the experience. Um, like a lot of these homes that are selling themselves, like these agents, I mean, they've been doing this for so long. A lot of people were doing stuff exclusively before it even hits the market. You know, if you don't have the experience, you can't do that kind of thing. Like this is, that's a whole new level. Like, you know, I can tell people, you know, if you, you pay me $40 million, I can play in the MLB and I'll catch the fucking ball in the outfield, you know, but I don't, I don't know all the, the practice and sacrifice they've done to get to that point. Just sure. like, you know, I just compared us to MLB players, but um, uh, that's good, man. And yeah. nobody will ever do that again. Yeah. yeah no, one will ever do that. <laughs> so yeah, I get it a lot. And it's just, I, and I like that. I like that you said, I mean, stay true again, back to the focus for your business, but stay true to yourself on that. I find the agents that struggle with that and get like, end up dropping their pants, I guess, would err because they don't have enough top of the funnel, right? They just don't have enough coming in. They get too romantic about that one deal and they give themselves away, right? And, uh, and I think that's, that's usually what causes us to lose grip is if we just don't have enough going, right? When I, I, oh, I was... I was terrified when I started, like I would, I would initiate it. I would say, well, I'll, I'll do it for 1%. I, that's everything. I just right. not realizing that this is my money. I'm just giving people my money, totally. you know? So that's like, and yeah, there's, there's certain times where um, you can make that deal work. Like of course. if they're buying, if they're, you know, okay, fine. There's more wiggle room here, but if you're just selling and moving to fucking Nebraska, why do you know? I, it's work. It's still work. There's a, there's a lot of stuff I have to do on my end. So, and the houses I've don't. I've gone sell ahead and so. thrown it back to my clients. I'd say, well, if you went into work tomorrow and you're an engineer and your boss just said, well, today you're getting sixty percent of your wage, who's gonna stay? Right? That that's like resume. Next job, I'm off. I go. Right. So I mean you would never, your boss would never ask you that, right? So it's like, have the confidence to step up and say, I mean, be confident in yourself to say, I understand, right? Be empathetic, but then don't be scared to say, well, I'm worth this, you know? Exactly. uh, I mean. And people get that. Um, And I've actually found in the luxury side of things, more so even, everyone's very scared of that, like luxury client. Right. And I always got told that too. Like, yeah, 
your content's fun, but it's not going to work in the luxury end. I was like, what pe- people who have money don't like to laugh. Like right. I, I never got that. So um, I found they're usually the ones in my experience that I've worked with. They're just like, yeah, good. What do you charge? All right, cool. I agree. So sell the I house. Agree. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe another reason to try for the luxury price. Point. <laughs> yeah. People just get it. Maybe they value it, but yeah. Uh, yeah now you've exactly. done, You've done most of your rise here, and I know we're coming to the end here, focused through Instagram, right? But yet so many people are like, well, I should be on Reels, and I got to be on IGTV, and I got to be on TikTok, and I got to do Facebook, and then I got to jump on Snapchat. But I love your story that you've stayed pretty true to Instagram, and you've been able to pull this off, and you're going deeper on it before you're spreading too wide. Is that pretty fair? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot to do on Instagram. There's a lot of people, um, to see the content. It's still a very, I think they're doing a great job, um, as these new apps roll out yeah. and implementing new features to, to bring people back or keep people on. Cause for a while there kind of felt like TikTok was really taken over. Then they brought in reels and that's kind of, I just scroll through reels now. Like they, they totally brought me back onto the app, whereas I was going to TikTok um and looking at that for a bit so yeah i think instagram's the best app to be on in terms of like you can create relationships in the dms you can have that fast moving content that people are engaged with and you can have that long form video like youtube you can have everything in one spot and um i feel a lot of people disagree but i feel like a large instagram following is maybe more loyal than a large TikTok following. I feel like it's much easier to go viral on TikTok and just follow and forget about that person. Right. Whereas Instagram, they're following you and they're kind of watching you, watching you, watching you. And then you have to earn their follow and they they want to follow you, which means they're more engaged. I love what Facebook's doing with reels now in the feed that come across because they're really like I'm noticing as you scroll I'm older than you you know my parents and a lot of them are still heavily on Facebook but yep and even my like I turned 40 just what a week ago oh, you look and, great I thought you're 26 yeah see thank you buddy this is delighting right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um but yeah I love to see how integrated they're working on the stories and the reels to push them into your feeds uh and really bring in both those platform platforms together so I mean I think you're very smart to spend that energy there um do you have much of a content calendar per week or are you still just flying by the seat of your pants or do you really step back and slow down and really plan it out i'd love to just i mean agents freak out about this so yeah yeah no i try and time block it for sure uh, it's part of my business so um you know i i, I always kind of just think of ideas as i'm going through my day i'll write them in the calendar then maybe you know at nighttime or on the weekend i'll just kind of I won't really time block that when I find an extra hour or two, I'll just kind of really hone in on that idea, get a script, everything's scripted. Um, I don't really, I script it all. It's not always, you know, I don't do it word for word, but I need to have a script. So I'm guided through the entire video and then I can say whatever I want. I just need, you know, a beginning, a middle and an end, and then I can figure it out from there, but I need to actually read it and see it. I think that's, um, that eliminates a lot of the ums, ahs, you even hear like me as I'm thinking, I'm saying stuff like that. But right. when you read it and you really know what you're saying, 
that eliminates that and makes you sound way more confident. So I'd recommend everyone, you know, write a script. And even if you're not going to follow it word for word, it's going to really help you get your, your message across faster because people who are doing, I'm seeing people who do a three minute video on a market update, which I could have done in 35 seconds. Mm. And people don't want to watch a three minute video, you know, they don't have people saying, um, and then, you know, you can't talk like a sloth. Right. People sometimes get mad at me because I talk too fast. They're like, oh, I got to re-listen. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. It's more, right. more engagement. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, their algorithm, I like the algorithm. The algorithm yeah, likes that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, but I, I time block like, okay, I'm filming on this day. I need this much time for it. I kind of know um, the different s- style of video, how long that's going to take. I do some like parody videos with songs and stuff. So that obviously takes a little longer. I record everything just back here myself. And, um, and then it's kind of, yeah, you know, Wednesday at 10 AM, I'm going to do this. And well, yeah, I take, you I mean, take it seriously. No different than if you're planning out your farm pieces or you're planning out your doorknock campaigns or you're carving out your community events. Like you, you video and the, to, do what you've done to make an impact like you've made, which was going to impact your career for forever. I mean, this just didn't happen willy nilly, right? You had to put that concerted effort in, um, even though it's like you said, selfie most of the time and, yeah. uh, but you still need a plan. So I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, I could talk to you for hours. I, I mean, I put bullet points of tons of stuff and we covered a whole <laughs> smattering of it. Um, what do you bench press? That's probably the most important one. Everybody Ooh, needs to know. I think like 405 now. I'm a pretty big guy, you know. Yeah, um, no, I've never bench pressed a day in my life. <laughs> there uh, you go. So. Amazing. He has done this all with never bench pressing. Yeah, that there you is. go. You don't need to. I mean, I mean, people say there's striking similarities between me and Chris Hemsworth, but you know, mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. There you go. Well, I know you're a busy man. You've got so the big the next upcoming, if you're a Boston agent, is that open to everybody? Is this yep. a, to a select brokerage or no? This is a just a what's the conference name again? Every uh, a real move summit. Oh, my light just turned off. A real move summit. So it's gotcha. in Boston. It's October 7th. There's different ticket ticket packages. Um, there's like a VIP package. I don't know. I don't know the pricing or anything. <laughs> but I you're going to be there. And so we'll I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the best way to follow you, it's just Matt. Is it Matt dot? Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Exactly. I mean, so follow this guy. You'll have fun doing it. You'll learn a ton and then get to the over podcast because I think you're, what are you about 40 episodes into it now? Is that about yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Just under. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I think I'm on around 20. So go follow these guys. He, he brings the best of the industry. I'm very jealous. And, uh, but uh, thanks again, buddy, for being on here. And I look forward to connecting. You're going to make it out to Calgary at all? Yes, I will. I would love to. I would, I would love to make it out there. And uh, I haven't seen a lot of, of uh, Canada, but I will. I'm going to well, make Toronto my rounds. the center of the world, right? So why <laughs> leave it, right? <laughs> exactly. But right. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. Awesome. I'm getting a selfie before we go. Sweet. Give me that. All right. Well, thanks again. This has been another re-education experience podcast with me, your host, Darren Langell. I hope you uh, really enjoyed this one and go follow everything Matt's doing because it's well worth your time. So have a great day, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man.